0: Good evening, Monday, November thirtieth, twenty twenty, and it certainly went down in Arizona today, just like Pennsylvania last week. Uh, I I was blown away from the moment, you know, from the go, from the first witness. I think Rudy did a really good job with the opening testimony, but you know, that's that's building the story, right? He's he's laying the groundwork for what's turning out to be an all-day affair, they're still going, right? So it's, it's 5 p.m. Mountain. It's after 5, and they're still seeing witnesses. And I don't recall Pennsylvania going this long, so they have a lot. And quantity is important, but think about all of this and think about a filter. Only some of this testimony is even remotely capable of getting it done, and it's there, and there's already activity. There's already kind of what this was about. It's already happening Just like with State Senator Mastriano in Pennsylvania, we have an Arizona State Rep, Mark Fincham, District 11. Don't know where that is. Doesn't matter. He is now publicly calling Arizona to withhold their state's electoral college votes to Joe Biden due to significant evidence of fraud. And Of course, that's the evidence I'll walk through as best I can. I took uh, copious notes live as much as I could. Throughout the day. I mean, this was ongoing. They broke for lunch and that was about it. Rudy's still doing it. I don't know how. Like Trump, he's got tremendous stamina, frankly, for, for an old man. I mean, you got to give him credit. Uh, he's got to be right around Trump's age, you know, mid-70s. And and he's sharp and he's doing a great job. And he's building a story and he started with an excellent witness. Before we, we get into this, I just want to let everybody know CNN is reporting COVID and China they're actually talking about it together today over some leaked documents, right? Woo. Out of nowhere after the election, CNN is recognizing that this is the China virus. It's it's predictable, right? I mean, we don't even we can't even laugh about it because they're shameless in the ridiculousness and in, in how bad they are at doing their job and how in in the pocket of Biden they've been to the point where they ignore everything. I mean, they ignored and didn't ask any questions about this puppy dog accident he had. I mean, the guy apparently sprained his ankle. Biden did, I'm sure you heard, playing with Major, their dog. And then it turns out he fractured bones in his foot. That's that's crap, okay? He he'd probably, I mean, he's a frail guy. I feel like any time he's walking... He's apt to just fall apart, like he's made of weak matchsticks. And he could have dropped, you know, a mixing bowl on his foot, which he probably wouldn't even be handling. The last time that guy used a mixing bowl, he was probably 10 years old and not even then. So who knows? I mean, he might have just walked into a door and fractured bones in his foot. Of course, they've changed the story. They're going to cover. And the guy, they got film of him walking out. Supposedly, he's in a boot, right? Protective boot, which is standard care for someone who fractures foot bones i guess their hairline fractures that's got to be pretty painful you know he walked out they've got a clip of him walking out pretty decent for him getting into a van so they've got him covered up right something happened or something is happening and he's hurt and i don't know if the story's true but the press will go along with this imagine if donald trump had a fall had an injury there'd be health analyses galore right they would want to know every recent examination, oral, rectal, or otherwise that Donald Trump had been through because this is clearly an indication that he is not capable to be president. I mean, they did that for a long time, right? They questioned his health. They questioned his mental capacity. Joe Biden rolls in, right? Like he's basically one foot into working with Nurse Ratchet, right? He's practically in a wheelchair already getting ready to supposedly be inaugurated and no one's going to ask any questions, Right until they're ready for Kamala to be president, right? Until they're ready for Miss Sassy Pants, right? And excuse me, I'm talking, I'm talking. If they want that, if they get excited about that, then they're gonna they're gonna take Joe down. Joe's a dead man walking with regard to public relations and hiding his health problems, so it's only a matter of time. But yay, thanks CNN for getting involved and in recognizing that this virus initiated in China and was likely exacerbated pretty much through just ignoring it for a good week or two, which these apparently leaked documents show. Guys, it's almost December. We've known this for seven months, right? China sat on it. China had problems in Hong Kong. Riots. Remember those? People were unifying big time there. And then all of a sudden, the Wu flu hits and it crushes Hong Kong. It crushes Asia just long enough to rein those pesky capitalists back in and get them to shut up. Because the difference between this time and if you remember Tiananmen Square in the early 90s in Beijing... The difference is everybody's got a camera and China can't put a towel over it. They can't put a sheet over everything, everything and hide it. And so there was just way too much getting leaked and shared with the world and they were not looking good in the, they were rallying behind us and Trump, you saw American flags there and people were rallying behind them. Wu flu put a stop to that, didn't it? And it sure as hell put a stop to us. And this new potential administration loves to bow down to the CCP, and they'll continue to, believe me. And this article by CNN is just fish food, right? It's something for the masses to read and go, hmm, that's peculiar. China withheld documents? These people have no idea how communists operate. We know because they vote for them, right? They vote for socialists. They vote for communists, people that talk and act like communists. And I think in their private life, they are just like Hollywood was rife with them. Now Hollywood's gotten over the communist thing. It's more about pedophilia, and we know that, and it's rampant. But they still bow down to China, too. They've got all kinds of movie production going from there, and it's disgusting. It's going to be hard to watch some movies I love that are coming out, and we'll talk about that another time. But so Arizona had their hearing today, similar scenario in a hotel, which is fine, right? They had to do this short notice, and it's uh, all these Republican legislators legislators sitting on the panel, You've got Rudy um, hanging in there and prosecuting all day and basically doing his thing, asking questions, right, questioning witnesses. So the first one, I think so far, I mean, he has to be the best as far as his background, right, his um, experience and his delivery. He did a pretty darn good job for a highly technical cyber geek combat guy, right? So this guy is an army, former army officer. He was an information warfare officer. These guys they have a pretty cool job. Their job is to infiltrate systems, networks of our enemies, right? Of people around the world and just wreak havoc, right? And and manipulate their, um, you know, the, the public image of the government they're attacking. Literally, information warfare, right? They are trying to sway hearts and minds without stepping off a helicopter or putting one boot on the ground. Now, this guy, he read through his, his background. He's done this kind of thing before, He's analyzed and looked for fraud in elections and found it. And so it was pretty incredible because he opens with saying this was information warfare. Now, everything I talk about, even the testimony from this gentleman, with evidence backing it, none of this matters if they can't continue to prove this in a court, right? Even in a civil court, they've got to do that. They've got to get a judge to listen, in my opinion, even though these state legislatures are saying they're going to not send electors, right? Send a goose egg like we talked about last night. I don't think they're going to do it unless something big happens in court or with one of the state audits, meaning like Wisconsin, they win in court and a bunch of votes are thrown out because they're illegal and Trump wins. That Something like that has to fall, has to happen to not only embolden, but really give these legislators, these Republicans that are going to call right, to take control of the electors. We've got to give them some cover. They need a knockout, right? And so the first punch today was a strong one, right? The boxing match has been ongoing. We are losing, right? Because we have to beat the champ. Like it or not, Biden has the belt, okay? He has the belt. He won that through cheating. Doesn't matter. He has the belt. You can't win on a draw when you're the challenger, right? If that boxing match is deemed a draw by the judges. The champion keeps his belt. That's the case. And draws suck. But they don't care. A draw, they'll take it. They don't care how it looks or what it feels like because they're in the category of, hey, a win is a win. Cheat, steal, right? Hide, it doesn't matter. They're going to take it, and we know it. And that's why they're trying to run out the clock, just like the champ who's you know taken some beatings in a boxing match. These guys, some of them are smart. They stay away. They know they're close. They know they can win on points closely or just get the draw at the end by the judges and keep their belt. That's what they're doing. We've got to strike hard, and these punches not only have to land, but they have to. I mean, they absolutely must knock them to the canvas. If we're going to win a decision in the Supreme Court, for instance, right, like the judges at a boxing match, well, then we got to put them down a couple times. we got to show that we are the dominant winner, and there's no doubt this election was stolen. So this information warfare officer talked about, vulnerable servers. And bottom line, he proved, he has evidence that these Dominion machines were connected to the internet. It's pretty amazing how he knows. And it's the first time we've heard from somebody who's actually had their hands on Dominion machines and run an analysis. So this guy was able to access, and I don't know how yet, they didn't want, which is good. They didn't need to get into that, but he's had his hands on Michigan Dominion systems, right? Smartmatic machines. He's not only had access, but he had all the data from them. Now, you're saying probably, wait, Arthur, this is this is Arizona. Yes, but this was the beginning of his statement. He was opening with this, right? Because their whole point is one of the things they want, like we need in Georgia still, they want access to the systems in Arizona. They want them in all these states. If they're going to prove that there was some nefarious dominion algorithm or USBs with votes, fraudulent votes were uploaded They've got to get a hold of a system and they've got to show that in the code, which this guy says he's done in Michigan and he presented that. And so he talked about what happens if there is outside internet connectivity, right? Anybody knows that means you're vulnerable for a hack. He talked about downloading .csv files, meaning Excel files, right? And people from the outside being able to download what you have on the system Right, and upload a new .csv, right, a new Excel file with the columns and all the data changed. Right, you can do that. It, it's it's a feature of the system, and somebody with outside internet access who is a hacker can do that without anyone knowing at the time. Right, if they're not watching for it specifically, they're not going to see it. Now, of course, this will leave a footprint. It almost always does, and these info warfare guys, when they get their hands on a system, they can find it. And Rudy walked him through examples of outside manipulation, right? And he talked about how this software goes way back. He linked all the different companies that changed ownership and actually became what is Smartmatic SGO. And he talked about how this was and how he talked to a Cuban um, uh, military person who was the like one of the family members of Castro. And this person knew Hugo Chavez and knew and talked to Chavez's kids. And the kids said this Smartmatic, which was SGO and something else before, but this was designed precisely for what it did in Venezuela, which was win elections for Hugo Chavez. Now, that's all great and good. Still hearsay, right? As, as much as I believe this Info Warfare officer, and he's believable, it's not gonna, it's not gonna count, but it's great background, right? Because he walked through how these um, systems were vulnerable. He had access to what he called a spider chart and it showed all the network connections and, and, and different infiltrations. It's heavy stuff, right? He talked about how they found, they actually found malware on one of these Michigan systems that was designed to, uh, what malware basically does, get passwords and usernames and steal them, right? And he talked about how Smartmatic and Dominion have never allowed, which seems to me illegal, probably unconstitutional, the voting systems we're using, they've never allowed anybody from the outside to examine their system, right? How it's protected, to come in and verify and validate that what they're saying is true, right? Because they say, you know, they can't hack these, it's not connected to the internet. Well, that was disproven today. That is amazing evidence, and it gets you closer to what they need to do with Dominion, but until they can actually show how votes were stolen, right, or switched or eliminated in the computer, in Smartmatic, none of this matters because they got to put a number to it, right? You've got to be able to see how much was stolen. If you just prove that there was outside access, even foreign interference, which they're claiming there was, and he, can, he claims he can prove there was foreign access, that's terrible and it's not secure. And it should invalidate that state that was using this system. But I don't think alone, just proving, for instance, China or Iran accessed it throughout the night, live during election night. You got to show what the damage was, what they accomplished. So far, they haven't shown that, except for at a small level. They talked about votes being switched, and they can prove this. And I'm sure we'll hear more detail tomorrow at the hearing in Michigan. But he did talk about, for instance, a school board election being changed in dominion from 519 to 852 for one of the candidates and it changed the total and um rudy asked and and they're keeping this in layman's terms as best they can i thought they did a pretty damn good job rudy asked how do you change the votes how does this happen for instance in this school board example and he shared a few others he said the algorithm ahead of time can be loaded through this usb drive which Remember, in Pennsylvania, another extremely credible witness, a former naval officer, talked about witnessing that process, right? A bag of USB, as he called them, cards. And he said that can be done as well. The the Info Warfare officer in Arizona said you can do that. He verified that. And it's not just uploading votes manually. He talked about the algorithm being uploaded that way, right? And that's the claim Sidney Powell leads with, is that there was this algorithm running, right? Imagine a program, for lack of a better term, all night, right? This equation, taking data, changing data, right? It's like releasing, you know, a hound into the woods. It's doing its own thing. It's programmed and designed to work on its own and tabulate and switch. And remember the whole point is it's going to win the vote. It's going to get you the votes you need, a small percentage throughout the night, not all at once. And the accusation, and I think it's credible, is that it wasn't enough where it was implemented, right? Arizona, Michigan, you name it we just voted too much for trump we showed up so that's why they shut down counting and that's why counting took so long remember arizona was a little bit smarter about this they didn't announce i don't remember if they did i forgot but it wasn't as public if they did if they announced this stopping of counting at 10 11 12 midnight i don't remember that what they did is they just stretched it out over a, you know a couple of weeks i mean it was it was really funny one of the twitter accounts i follow pretty much, I'm sure it's a leftist. He works for ABC 15 and he's a data guy and he tracks all their COVID data. And, you know, he's been predicting the end of the world for like six, seven months now. He's really into the data, at least tracking it and reporting it with regard to the election in Arizona. And I was following him because remember, we were following Arizona hoping that when ballots came in from some other counties that Trump would overtake Biden. Remember, the lead was cut, right? It cut down to 10,000. And so, Votes were coming in, coming in. It was like Maricopa incoming, he would say. Pima County. I mean, those are the two where all of this fraud or the accusations are being focused. And so this algorithm is uploaded via USB. And of course, with an internet connection, he talked about an outside force, right? Um, through Through the connection, also manipulating. Again, there has to be some kind of footprint left behind that they can show a judge if they want to win anything in court. They don't have to, right? The state legislatures don't need a court order or anything from a judge for them to send faithless electors, right? To send a goose egg or send them for Trump. No way in hell these guys send them for Trump. Politically, I mean, security, it's just not going to happen unless they have something from a court backing that play, right? Because they're, no matter what you think and what we know, the general public, right, John and Jane Q mouth breather is going to freak out and think these representatives are stealing their vote because a lot of people, right, for one reason or another, I'd love to hear why, voted for Joe Biden legally. Millions did, right? So they're going to freak out and some of them are psychos, right? I mean, this is the peaceful protest cubed that we've seen in cities around the country. And it's going to be a lot worse especially if they were to send electors for Trump from a state that has already been called for Biden. I don't care what the reaction is, right? We've talked about this. There's gonna be a heated reaction no matter what happens here. People are fired up and think about our side. We have receipts, right? We have this testimony now. And so this guy keeps going, right? So he, he runs through out, internet access from the outside. He talks about how they cheat, how it's done specifically, how it works and how it's in line with the manual. He, he really, he broke it down well. And if you're going to go back and watch, um, because right Side, right Side News on YouTube is a great place. They had it live. They'll have the whole thing available from the beginning. You can actually turn on the live broadcast, I think rewind all the way back. And he's the first witness that Rudy called and he kept going. And this is where <laughs> this is where I do have questions. And it's actually not where, this is where my questions get a little more concerning when when it comes to the dominion switch i've said this before i don't think trump needs any of this dominion evidence right this accusation to win the election he he doesn't need it because he has a strong fraud and constitutional case fraud with the paper actual mail ballots that it's clear were filled out fraudulently were counted illegally we not even not we got counties where none were even thrown out. That's the fraud. That's what they have to prove in an audit. That's one way he can win by getting votes thrown out. The other is through the constitutional argument in some states like Pennsylvania, where they illegally ran their election, right? They ignored election procedures that were laid out in their original legislation. And so you got those two areas. This Dominion fraud is its own category and we love it. It's sexy. Right, this is some sci-fi, you know, mission impossible stuff, and it's certainly possible. But you have to show where these accusations actually occurred with actual votes and ballots. So, what I'm where I'm going is this info warfare officer revealed that the state Sidney Powell was referring to, and I think she leaked this a couple days ago. Remember, she talked about one state for sure, and possibly all states, awarding an automatic thirty-five thousand votes to each Democrat candidate. Now, what I liked about this today is this information warfare officer became very specific, right? So he talked about it actually occurring, that they can prove it, and that it was from Pima County. So where I understood it is every Democrat that was running for an office in Pima County or where Pima County was able to vote. So if you live in Pima County, everybody on the ballot you see, I imagine not the school board person, but they had uh, 35,000 votes automatically added. Now, one thing I didn't mention from looking at my notes here from Michigan is they also found cheating with a proposition. So they saw manipulation in the machines, in the Michigan Dominion systems that they accessed. They saw a proposition vote switched. Again, we've got to see more on this tomorrow when they have the hearing in Michigan. I mean, I, I hope Rudy's up for it. Gosh, he's, maybe he's not asking the questions in Michigan, but so far he's two for two, Pennsylvania and Arizona, and he's doing a great job. But back to this 35,000 votes. Okay. So you're saying then the final tabulation that they certified today, by the way, I know you probably freaked out again. These certifications are not from people that constitutionally run the election. The state legislature can say, great, it's certified. It's a certified pile of dump, right? It's steaming. And we're not sending that and embarrassing our state by mailing a box of crap, right, as electors. They can just say no. So, yes, they certified and the governor signed it. I think it was pretty weak. I think the Republican Duke, governor, Ducey, is covering his ass, just like all these Republican secretaries of state. Because if you mess up an election as a secretary of state, I've talked about this before, you're never going to get elected in anything again. It's your one job, right? Do it or don't, you're toast. Any opponent's going to bring that up. So, where I'm going with this. If you manipulate in a computer an extra 35,000 votes, and we've got examples of this being accused in Georgia, right? Michigan, they've got this dominion thing where they said they switched votes. They took votes from Trump and gave it to Biden. As I understand it, these are tabulators. Now, it doesn't matter where you go. They have a similar feature, right? You go to a kiosk, you enter, it's a digital vote, right? You use a maybe use a pencil, maybe use some kind of touch device, maybe it's your finger. I don't think that's allowed in COVID. Because apparently the disease is everywhere. And so God forbid you touch something with even a glove or come near it. So you're ha- probably use a sterilized stick of some kind. And so you put in the votes and then it should print your ballot for you. Right. And so there's a ballot and it's very digital looking. Right. It has a, you know, kind of a receipt look to it. But you can actually see the names of the people you voted for. And I remember actually looking. And so you look at it and of course you make sure on the top it says Trump, Pence and not, you know, Grandpa and Miss Sassy Pants. So you've got your votes and you walk it over and then you should be the one that puts it through the machine. And there was some testimony today that verified that for me. And I'll get to that in a second um, regarding this green button. And it was um, it was for me, it was part of these poll watcher um, testimonies that are great for adding some some color to the story and showing how bad the fraud was. But again, it's eyewitness stuff and it's not. They got to find actual ballots to back it. So with 35,000 votes being added digitally in any kind of recount, they're going to have to have paper that matches those digital manipulations. Now, in this instance, if you're planning, and they were according to an anonymous email, if you're planning to add, you know, two weeks from now on November 3rd, hey, we know we're going to add 35,000 votes in Pima County. And that's, the accusation from the email says the Democrat party of Pima County had a small group of people where they discussed it. And this guy, this anonymous individual who sent the email to the Department of Justice, he claims that he heard that conversation, was present for it, couldn't record it, but he transcribed as best he could in the email. It was pretty detailed. And he said this was planned. He asked how they're going to do it. And they said, basically, we got a great network for it. Well, they'd also would have to somehow mix in at some point the 35,000 ballots. You could do it after the fact, right? You can do it when you've already updated and sent your results and, you know, Fox News five minutes after you're done and their people are still practically voting, I think, Fox News calls Arizona. Now they waited till the polls close, like maybe five minutes, but the paper has to match. So this network that this guy who has to come forward, I get sending an anonymous email when you're not sure what's gonna happen, you're not sure if anything's gonna turn out if there's going to be any investigation, why out yourself and risk what could be bodily harm or worse from these psychos on the left? And there's a lot of them. I think there's a solid percentage of them. And there's certainly in a place like Pima County. I get it then. Now the history of the world is on the line, dude. And you've got the right people to protect you. You've got Donald Trump. You got to come out. You got to say who you are. You've got to put a sworn affidavit down saying what you heard and naming names. The people at that meeting have to get the screws put on them because otherwise you're just some dude from a fake email that emailed everybody, including the Department of Justice. And that's where it is. It's a a fantastic, crazy, and somewhat credible accusation, but without a face and a name to it, it doesn't help us. It's really kind of a waste of your time. Would I do it? I can say confidently that I would, and that's why I'm being critical. I wouldn't otherwise. But again, maybe this is true. They say, they claim they can prove it. But if you didn't have the paper ballots to match the 35,000, then this would be completely exposed in a recount. Just a simple recount, right? Where they count fraudulent or not, all the paper manually count. And so for instance, where I'm going is like, let's take Wisconsin. They had a recount and an audit. And that's the case where um, over 200,000 ballots are gonna be challenged in court. There's one specific case for 150,000. Um, where they've already had the petition, it's been accepted, that will be seen by a judge. That recount netted 48, 49 votes for Biden. Like it was basically the same. They just recounted. Well, if there was any Dominion manipulation in that vote, the recount would have shown, hey, there was 9,000 extra votes for Biden. We don't have paper to match. There's a paper ballot somewhere, mail-in, in person, it doesn't matter. So if they did this with Dominion, and the recount shows no significant change. At some point, they had to know exactly what they were going to change in the computer. And at some point, slip that same amount of Biden vote ballots or the same ratio, if they did some for Trump to cover it. They got to get that paper in there somewhere. It doesn't have to go through a machine, right? I don't think it does. For, I mean, these guys aren't looking for any. They're manually recounting. It's got to be in the pile somewhere, right? That number going to get caught in a recount if you don't have the paper now am i missing something i don't know i believe from what i understand if you go in and manually change or you hack in from the outside and you trick the numbers by a few thousand that doesn't automatically create a coinciding ballot a paper ballot to match your digital cheat so keep that in mind as you see this dominion testimony and it as it's chilling and as it's proven digitally we're going to get nowhere with it if someone doesn't show a paper discrepancy or if they were good enough and maybe they were and organized enough to match the paper with the digital cheat, then somebody's got to find that paper, a big sample at least to show, hey, this is this is a crap ballot. This is a ballot printed by a computer and it only has a Biden vote. Now we're getting somewhere and there are a handful, quite a few, Affidavits signed by people that witnessed those types of ballots. And we have to hope and pray that they're a significant part of that 268,000 in Wisconsin. That's the total being challenged from the audit. So you see where I'm going here. It's a huge accusation. No one's going to back it legally without some kind of paper trail. Something to show that the total was affected digitally. Oh, it was? Well, then why are the ballots showing exactly that, right? They added those votes. How is the paper matching? They've got to come up with something significant to back that up, Well, we're getting nowhere. Apparently, Sharpiegate came up, some green button deal came up where this lady had never seen it before. From what I understand, these are not good ballots or something's wrong, and you basically pushed the vote through. I mean, the tabulators are supposed to catch errors. Um, we know based on the testimony this favored Biden. I'm sure it happened this is what we're up against, right? Because we don't cheat like they do. I mean, if we did, there'd be some accusations from the other side. And I said it last night, if this doesn't get fixed or we don't start cheating as well or better than they do, I ain't voting again because it's a waste. And that goes for Georgia. We'll talk about that some more, but we need to see something this week from Georgia to restore the confidence in that voting system and in that state if we expect those two senators to get Republicans to turn out because there's a lot of begging right now from people like, oh, you got a show, you got a show. I don't know. I mean, if you drove me there and I got free lunch, I might vote and waste my vote in a fraudulent election led by the mafiosa Stacey Abrams. Otherwise, why would I do it? They're already, there's videos stuff in absentee ballot boxes. They got them all over the state. So people are holding holding everyone accountable on the Trump fight before they decide what they're going to do on January 5th in Georgia. They said, um and this had some people freaking out on Twitter. So he went through and they talked about 6,000 voters on the roll with no gender and a random date of date, date of birth. There's the credible guy at least from a data standpoint that I follow from ABC15 said that gender is not even captured in Arizona on the ballots. So these are the things that are going to going to really feed the the defense, right? The people in court when somebody like this info warfare officer, and this isn't even his expertise, so they used him because he's he's good and used to being um, deposed, right? He's used to testifying. He looked comfortable. He's done this before, right? These info experts, these super geeks, these combat geeks, and I mean that in the most endearing way. I mean, these guys like engineers in a unit known as Red Horse, they go into the heat. They go into the battle to repair, right, runways, and that's not just throwing pavement down over dirt. I mean, there's a real mission and science to that. And they do it uh, while the enemy is still actively dropping bombs. So these guys are serious warriors, but they are mind warriors. And so he was carrying on some other testimony. And he talked about 6000 voters on the roll. And this is this is where they've got a really good shot. And it goes on to Brainerd later, who I'll talk about, they've got a really good shot with these, you know, these pieces of evidence when they talk about non register registrations that are fraudulent, right votes that are cast obviously, by a big fat cheater on the Democrat side using bad registrations, right? Or people that they don't believe are going to show up, just like the testimony said they did in Pennsylvania. They take that registration, they enter a vote for that person, and mail-in ballots made that very easy. So this guy said random DOB, and the evidence that is good is is they basically had, when I say ran, it was like January 1st, right? January 1st, like 1900, right? These fill-in data bursts. The problem, again, is that could just be a stupid person who saw a ballot that didn't have a date of birth filled out. Is that ballot illegal? Yes. Should it be counted? No, but it was. Is a judge going to overturn it if they think there's a good chance that it's an actual person's vote? No. So again, big numbers, 6,000. I don't bet on any of those getting thrown out. Not if there's an actual Arizona voter who could be legal, right? Voting in the, on that ballot, they're not tossing it. Now, they got into something that I'm sorry, <laughs> is really too late to have this discussion. I mean, I'm amazed at Republicans freaking out about illegal immigrants voting. Um, yeah, that happens in every election. Welcome to the party. And, you know, they, they Rudy was trying to, I think he did okay, he was trying to make kind of an aha moment. He, he kind of out of nowhere asked about illegal, you know, he said aliens, which is fine. That's the correct term. But he said illegal immigrants voting, how many in arizona and somebody was basically oh, and this was the info warfare guy he said three hundred thousand was the estimate between these two counties that they voted right none of those should count they have no right voting they have no right being here they're here illegally and i'd love for them to have a genuine path to citizenship that they earn but until that is provided for them or they do it the right way they shouldn't be voting in my country and so um you know they talked about non-incarcerated felons Uh, You know, there's no attempt to invade. They went through a lot of the fraud involving people that vote illegally in sort of this criminal category. And Rudy was asking to verify that 300,000. And a couple of the Republicans chimed in. And this is what I like to see. I was hoping to see is it got the panel a little fired up and they got more active throughout the day and showing how shocked they are at this and how they believe this was a crime. And they believe the evidence because we need that. And so the Representative Townsend and one of her colleagues on the panel talked about the fraud in this early voter program, basically saying that there's an easy way to get around residency requirements. You can go into the DMV and register online and register without ID and essentially say, you know and kind of do it without the ID. And they're supposedly calling you after that to get verification. You can ignore it. You're still on the list. And if you go in and vote never having shown ID, but with something like a utility bill or as Representative Townsend said, something you create on, on your computer yourself, they're letting you vote. And I think that's probably happening. I wish I would have tested it, right? Walked in, said, I don't have ID anymore, you know, um, you know, did my best to look like a Democrat. So I'm thinking like, you know, worn out shorts, you know, unshaven, kind of done the hipster thing, right? And, um, you know, maybe some kind of environmental shirt, something that's made out of like, you know, hand woven silk or I don't know, is that? Does that hurt something, I, you know, but, you know, something that's environmentally safe and maybe had like a little water thing and, you know, um, well, maybe an e-cig would have really closed it for me walked in and said, hey, I don't have an ID, man, but here's my, you know, utility bill. And I probably could have written on top of the word document utility bill and my name under it and, you know, 50 bucks. And I bet in some of the counties where I'm close to some of the precincts, they would have let me vote for sure because duh, this guy's voting for Biden. And so, um, you know, I could have given a story about unemployment and all this and how I hate to work and it would really locked it up for me, but it might've been voted, could have voted five times. But they are saying that they know in Maricopa, in that category, 4,100 were estimated to have voted and 4,000 voted in the same, just Maricopa County, right? Which is the Phoenix County, it's the big one. 4,100 of that type of voter, that sort of registered voter voted. And then also 4,000 out of state, not eligible. Now this was good. It teed up for Brainerd, right? Who essentially is the guy I covered next. And some people went after him, some really wonderful people that were poll watchers and talking about all the things they saw. In the interest of time, I'm not going to go into the details. And also in the interest of what is going to drive a result. It's it's relevant in the circumstantial sense, as I understand. It gets us fired up. It's not what you know brings home the bacon. So Brainerd, just to not go too long on it because we've talked about it before and shame on you if you haven't heard. Uh, that's okay. I'm glad if you're here for the first time, you can start at any time. I, I think you should stay as current as you can because things have changed in a few days. I think shows I did three or four days ago are completely irrelevant actually because we're so focused on this this steal. But um, Brainerd, uh, he's Matt, What's his first name, is the Voter Integrity Project founder. He worked for the Trump campaign in 2016. He's a data analyst, right? So Um, also another big brain. And he has been running this amazing operation, self-funded, nonprofit funded, uh, like, like I said, called the Voter Integrity Project, VIP. And it's a call center, right? So he draws and pays for very expensive data from these states, the actual data. And he even said, like, I know this election. I know there's a tremendous amount of fraud, as long as the data from the state is accurate. And so he runs these programs and it kicks out these giant lists of possibly fraudulent situations. And so what he does is then has has someone from his call center, he's got probably now a couple hundred, call out the actual person, right, using the registration information and ask him, did you request, and he focused on their absentee ballot, their mail ballot program. And he asked, did you request an absentee ballot? You heard it. And he played two calls that I heard. And the lady in the nice lady in the call center asked, and the person on the line is like, uh, no. And then the follow-up is, okay, and this is a person who voted, Right? So they're asking for the request because if they didn't request it, it, it's not a legal vote. You have to request it to get an absentee ballot. So these people, two of them, and there are hundreds in Arizona that validated that somebody voted for them, right? that somebody got a hold of an absentee ballot, filled it out for them and sent it in. The problem is, in Brainerd's algorithm, the program he runs against the state's data catches this right, and it pulls those names out makes a giant list, and that's who they're calling. They verified this in a great number of times that people said, no, I didn't fill out the request. They check their eyes, like, are you so-and-so? Yes, I am. Is this, you know, they verify it's the person. And then they say, hey, can we have someone call you back? So they mine the data further, right? The first call is the person now uh, cutting the list down from the giant list and saying, okay, we've made contact and verified that this person did not request an absentee ballot. Then they mine it down to confirm if they voted or not. And so the problem is, if they, from I understand, if they voted in person, it should cancel out the absentee. I don't trust that, especially if you've got people counting and they know that these people voted for Biden, they might even count it twice, and we probably will never catch that, which is sad. But it's it's amazing what Brainerd found, and he got the most, one of the most um, resounding endorsements from somebody sitting there, who basically said, you know, they they've been asked to find a smoking gun, and this state representative said. Not only did we find the smoking gun, but we found the blood splatter, right? Because Brainerd walked through all of this data and presented, you know, the the massive actual fraud, right? He's got sample after sample. He can't talk to everybody, but he's shown the smoke where the fire clearly is. And this is one of those parallel operations, not the only thing they did, but sending in ballots for people who are registered but not likely to vote, right? They know how to do that. They wait till the last minute, right? That's why we see these lists. Of mail-in ballots being requested on November 1st, received and sent back on November 2nd, right? That's manual entry. They're sending, and there's an actual ballot that matches filled out by somebody. So they did this on the surface pretty well, but it's not going to survive the scrutiny because they had to wait till the end in all these states before they started voting for registered people because it's less likely they're going to show up. And of course, we talked about in Pennsylvania, 15,000 people showed up. And someone had already voted for them. They said, well, you already voted. What do you mean? Yeah, it's here. You voted. I mean, it's how they stop you from voting twice. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, I didn't. And so they had them fill out a provisional ballot. Uh, Yeah, depending on who they voted for, I don't think those provisionals are going to count because we know who those 15,000 voted for on the record, meaning someone else did it, and they did it for Joe Biden. Um, So Brander did a great job. I don't know if he's going to be in Michigan. I don't know what he found in Michigan. He found so much all over the country. I, I bet there's something um, but we know they have tomorrow missioning. They got a pretty solid Dominion case they can start making. Um, next that I watched was Dr. Shiva Ayadurai. Uh, this is a stats genius type person, someone who ran iterations, right, of pr- possible um, occurrences, right? As many, I mean, I think he said thousands. I mean, just statistical scenarios, right? Over and over, they put all this data in and they run all these iterations until they can kind of reproduce the numbers and the probabilities of what actually happened on election night, meaning what the votes that were sent to us, right, that were shown, not the actual votes, but the cheat, right? The votes that are published and standing right now with the media, they were able to recreate it statistically, right? And so what they mean is they run all these iterations. And then once they recreate it with all their data in, then they pay attention to all the factors, meaning turnout for Biden, turnout for Trump, those are the main ones. There's a few others. They factored in the libertarian and they said it was such an anomaly, meaning an outside so far outside of the norm to reproduce what happened on November 3rd and a couple days after it's it required to, to produce that scenario. It required a 130 percent Democrat turnout for Biden and a negative 30 percent turnout for Trump. That's obviously not humanly possible. And that was the crux and the point of his testimony. Compelling? Yes. Value in a court, it helps the story, but it's it's cream, it's frosting. It's not going to get it done on its own. I gotta remind you of that, but it's amazing. And it's, it's really maddening to see this because this guy, he doesn't have to be perfect. If you're telling me that scenario requires those crazy numbers that nobody but 30% less than nobody on the Republican Party shows up for Trump, I mean, obviously they're saying it's not statistically possible for the vote to go the way it did in Arizona. And it is a great point to make. And this guy has tremendous credibility. He would make a great witness in a court of law or a civil court. And hopefully we get there in Arizona. May not need to if the state legislature is bold enough to step up, step up like I've said before. Um, they had another expert witness, uh, admittedly only caught a clip, but this guy is, you know, again, a validation election expert, right? He talked about the numbers. He went through how insane it was in Arizona and Rudy asked him, uh, would you sign this? Would you certify this? He said he would never sign and that if he did, he would risk jail time and all losing all the money he has in lawsuits he said he would rather resign than certify this election, which was I think certified while he was testifying and they knew that. He said, I believe their um, data is fraudulent, right? And he said, he, he believes the results are fraudulent based on the data they have, right? Arizona's actual data. He says this, this guy, this witness, it was a great job. It's great when witnesses do that. He talked about how his sister, who's a skeptic, right? And questions, everything asked, would you put your life on it? And he said he would. He said, that's how certain this fraud took place. And this is what makes us so angry when we see people impassioned as we are, but they're also experts. God love them. I mean, not only do they know this was stolen, but they've had to swim through the data, the swamp, and come up realizing how bad it was, right? They're immersed in it. So they're fired up. Good for him. Great testimony. It helps, right? It helps the state representatives do what they need to do at least. That's one thing about these statisticians and all these um, character witnesses and 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 um, data witnesses, you know, outside of the info warfare officer who had actual hard evidence within the the data system. But these guys, these guys help, and and so do the poll watchers, right? Because these are citizens, right? These are Arizonans, and these people represent. John and Jane Q voter, especially the ones that are listening, because these are volunteers. And so they talked about, so they had some poll watchers. They had one lady who this I thought was one of the most interesting ones. She was part of one of the counting rooms. And she said the supervisors in a lot of these areas in these rooms kept thinking they were done, right? It's like, okay, that was it. And this was like every day, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it went on and on that they would think and verbalize that they were done And then more votes were coming in. And this poll watcher's like, how do you not know what you have to count? And she's done this before. And so she's beside herself that votes just kept appearing. And, And so it was pretty extraordinary. And I do think, I remember the Trump team was almost certain that Trump, even with the cheating they did on election night, that the outstanding votes that were coming in from counties that were strong for Trump, I remember, you might too, Kaylee McEnany, all of them, Cortez, all these guys were saying he's going to overcome by 30,000 as much. I mean, it was going to be plenty, kind of like Biden did miraculously overcome over 700,000 deficit in Pennsylvania. So what I think is they had the paper trail. There are bad ballots that kept coming in. And so, yeah, these red counties and I watched them. I watched them from this data guy who had access early when these votes were reported and everybody would expect a 65, 70 percent Trump share, and he would only get 58, 55, maybe 60. Over like a four or five day period, it took long. It just kept not being quite enough. Mm, not good enough. All the, all the tweeting superstars were getting real excited. And at the point we saw this, we had no idea. We were just like, gosh, man, that Joe Biden really just, he kicks some ass. He's outperforming Obama in all these counties, crushing Hillary. I mean, Boy, he ran a hell of a campaign and it just all of a sudden came in and <sniffs> Grandpa Joe, man, that crazy cat from Scranton, he passed Trump by 10 grand. Big shocker. It was close though, guys. You Trump voters came close, just didn't quite pull it off. Well, now we know it's total total crap and we know what they did, right? And I think this witness was good to kind of paint a picture of how over time votes were coming in, votes were coming in. And when you mix those in, you shave those percentages, those shares that Trump was most certainly going to have from these red counties and parts of Pima. They cut into it and they knew what they were doing. Um, One poll watcher, uh, this guy is really good. He was this evening in a suit, done this before. He poll watched in elections going back to, I believe, 2012. So he has experience in how this is done. And of course, during COVID, there are going to be changes. I think we have to all realize that. But he had a manual, a 2020 manual that said, essentially, stay six feet away from people and, you know, do what you do. Just be aware that there's a virus and people are freaking out about it and you wear a mask and move on with your life. And so, um, he would try to like, he said, he would, he said the people, he would try to question about some weird things. It was just, they would not, they didn't want to talk about it. One lady talked about it, just would tell stories about how their Phoenix office had been destroyed by somebody. You could tell it was just really odd. He's an odd conversations, but he said from the get go, he was not allowed to talk to or view, um, anyone in the receiving area. So as the votes come in, this guy's accustomed to it. You can basically go anywhere as a poll watcher. They wouldn't let him go see where the votes were coming in. Why is that? And, you know, he's a nice old man, but I feel like next time there's an election, and if I give a damn, and I think it, we have a shot, I need to be a poll watcher. Because, I mean, I'm sorry, excuse me. No, I'm going there. And I think when you saw, remember there was, I think it was in Detroit or Milwaukee, the, the crowd of winners uh, in those in that counting center, clearly a, a Democrat cesspool, were cheering as one of the Republican poll watchers were escorted out. I'm sure they did what I would do. They got back there. To me, if I think that something's going on, I'll get back there and hang as long as I can and then kick me out. See what I can see, record what I can record, maybe get in a couple fights. Make it worth your while, right? Get Get the free lunch out of it. And then he kicked you out and whatever. It wasn't your fault. You tried to volunteer. Now you got a free afternoon. I, I think this guy, he's a nice older man. He was trying to do it Classy, trying to do it the right way. He had no idea at the time what was happening. And we have to be fair to these people. They didn't know that the greatest crime in U.S. history was being committed as they were working, as they were volunteering, right? We have the benefit of hindsight now. And now he's sitting there realizing he knows precisely why they wouldn't let him go to the the ballot receiving areas because they're adding ballots back there, right? What a perfect place to just dump a stack into a box coming from a poll station, if, they, if there's no one watching, your cheating ass is going to do it. And so he wasn't allowed to go back there and talk to any of those people. He said they implemented new policies different than that uh, guide that I mentioned that changed what he'd done for years. They told him that if he wanted to go anywhere, this is what they told him when he got there, that he had to have a poll worker assigned to him. This is what the supervisor told him. They said, hey, you can't go anywhere. If you do want to leave this little cubicle area we give you, you have to be escorted by another poll worker. That's not legal. It's not it's not what they set in place. And it should invalidate the damn state. I'm sorry. Why, you can't answer why you were hiding things. Because the only answer is you were cheating your ass off. So that's what they did. And this guy had a feeling probably there's nothing he can do. And so he, he closed with a really funny comment. And I'll close here. It's already, we're already going on an hour. I could probably do a second show tonight based on looking at more testimony. I think it's worthwhile, I'll do an update. But he said the guide told, it, it also details what supervisors are supposed to do. And it said they're supposed to welcome the observer and thank them for their service. Meaning that's it, you son of a bitch. You welcome them, you thank the volunteer for being there and you get your cheating ass out of the way. But these jerks are there to cheat, they knew. They knew what was going on. It doesn't take more than a few people at each of these poll centers to pull this off. And this supervisor might have been one of these guys with a USB drive doing what he's doing because they all get trained on how to work. the. They have to, right? They're they're running a poll station. And so they're trained on these systems. They know what to do. It's just simple stuff, right? You're talking about plugging in a USB and manipulating a computer, right? It's not difficult. And they did it, right? They did it in some way, shape, or form. We got to prove it. And so... Right, like I said, it's Monday. We got the Michigan hearing tomorrow. It's you know it's five o'clock Pacific. Moore's going to be testified to. There's it. going to be more testimony tonight in Arizona, and they're going to close with some strong stuff. So pay attention if you can. Um, just so you know, I'm on Twitter now. It's enemy lines radio at enemy lines radio. All one word, and it's behind enemy lines. And um, I have to be on Twitter. It's where you start. It's the best news feed compared to Parlor. I'm also on Parler. And I believe it's Enemy Lines Radio as well. I'll get that to you guys. I'm actually going to have my, um, my YouTube location where I'll show you live what I'm looking at on my screen. And that'll be the same as the podcast. So it's going to be uploaded to YouTube and all the audio will be on the podcast. I won't change anything I'm doing. I'm doing it now. But for those of you that want to be on YouTube or want to access it on YouTube, by next week, I'm going to be uploading uh, the same audio with a live or real-time look at what I'm using on my screen and what I'm following so that you can see some of the sites and things that I I use and and just read along. I think that makes it easier, especially when we're dealing with all this this data. And um, so I want to be as helpful as I can. It's a great way, like Twitter, for us to get the brand out there and get more followers and grow. And that is happening. Uh, Social media is a big part of it. The long-term plan is to get big enough on Twitter, like the guys who are, and then move to Parler. Um, That does remind me, I want to remind everybody to be careful what you're getting excited about. Um, There is more discussion on Trump's executive order and the fact that he did, in September of 2018, sign an executive order that gives him a tremendous amount of power and flexibility if he can prove or if there is foreign interference in an election. It's not a completely out-of-this-universe theory that that case for his executive action is being made right now. The server farm keeps coming up, the the Skydal location where these servers allegedly handled the data, handled the voting information live on election night. And I skipped over this. Shame on me. The information warfare officer, our first big dog, the witness who's incredibly credible, he claimed that the data did go through Frankfurt, Germany, and he verified that he can prove that the data was handled on a foreign server. Is that enough for Trump to pull that executive order? Who gives a damn, Don? Do it, right? I mean, what do you got to lose? They've already stolen from you. They already call you a dictator, right? Might as well act like one for a little bit or give them more reason to. I mean, it's not. It's legal. Dictators don't do things that are per the law it's in law and it's there for a reason and i think he knew and i'm putting together an opening for my next show to talk to you about that so we'll get into those details tomorrow but there's pretty strong evidence that trump prepared for this in one way or another but be careful some of the stuff like the hammer and scorecard program that where they can remotely if they're nearby change votes again If the CIA were doing that or somebody nefarious was doing that, there would have to be paper ballots injected into the votes somewhere, into the totals. So, again, great coordination. And it's not, I mean, somebody, somebody would be coming forward. There's some half-ass attorney general stuff going on in Pennsylvania. You might have seen where a witness... um, who testified in Pennsylvania, who was a poll watcher, has been approached. And I think they were trying to strong arm her because they, we found out she said Department of Justice or Attorney General's office. It wasn't bars. So, uh, Attorney General Bar, the U.S. Attorney General doesn't have agents. So, if you hear Attorney General or agents, these are coming from the states. And so, this was somebody from that POS's office, that Attorney General that told us Biden was going to win before the election. That guy, uh, I think his name might be Shapiro. His people went by this lady's house and essentially were trying to you know, you know, break her down. And she knew it. She could tell. So this wasn't like, hey, we're investigating. We want you to help us. Nah, don't fall for that. That hasn't happened yet that we know of. And now we know the FBI. And I'll, I'll close with this. The FBI has worked with Brainerd, a VIP, the guy who testified tonight. And they've asked for all his evidence. And he said it would be with them by tomorrow. I doubt that's the only thing the FBI is doing. So in the background... There is a possibility that a major criminal action is is being put together, a major criminal case. And although that could not be in any way filed and, and investigated and prosecuted in time to have an effect on this election, it's evidence if they're working and if it gives Trump enough for the executive order, he'll pull it. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. I appreciate everyone tuning in. I know it was a little bit longer. It was easy for me because the information is um, is just incredibly... <laughs> High in volume. I, I just can't. I mean, If you looked, if you could see my computer now, you'll when you do, when I start doing that, then I covered maybe 60% of my notes. And um, I'll look back through if I missed anything big. I don't think I did, but I will. And I'll cover it in my next broadcast. I appreciate it. If you have any questions on Twitter, it's easy to message. I have those open. It's at enemy lines radio. And the email is EIPNET1776 at Gmail. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. God bless. And we will talk to you soon.